So as John says, we're continuing our, um, um, our series, our sermon series across all our, all our congregations. We're looking at the book of Ephesians. Um, and this morning we get to uh, Ephesians 3, um, the, middle, the middle of Ephesians. There are two prayers in Ephesians. We looked at the first one a few weeks ago. Um, PJ, PJ preached on that. Um, and this is the second one that Paul's pulled in his letter. He's writing to the church in Ephesians and he writes this prayer. Now, as John said, um, prayer is really important to us as a church. Um, all churches, it should be, but we're really investing in it. Um, and over, over the last few months, we've been really making sure that across all our congregations, every single person has the opportunity to be prayed for on a Sunday as they, as they come in. So if you've been coming to the 11 regularly, you'll know that we, we gather um, our prayers. We've got a prayer ministry team that come and offer prayer for anyone that wants it. If you can't get church, if you can't get prayer on church, at church on a Sunday, where else can you get it? So we want to make sure that every single person has the opportunity to be prayed for. Um, and so anyone who is on our prayer ministry team, we've been starting, um, they, they go through some training, some prayer ministry training. We want to make sure that everyone is equipped to pray for someone else. Um, but I'm reading through the passage this week. And I'm thinking, oh, it's almost like Paul has done a prayer ministry training. Um, because there's something that we teach, and you'll notice on a Sunday we say to people, um, you can come up for prayer, and you might be asked what you would like prayer for. And you can either tell them, or you can say you don't want to tell them. Um, we come up and we offer ourselves for prayer. Because what we tell our prayer ministry team is there's three words to pray for someone when they come up. And those three words are come Holy Spirit. And you may have noticed when John opened up this morning, as we, as we were led into worship, he prayed those three words for us as a church. Come Holy Spirit. And it's almost as if Paul has done our prayer ministry training. Um, because in the first two verses of our passage today, Paul is a bit wordy. So it's like he's done our prayer ministry training, but he's gone three words. That's not really me. So he's turned it into quite a few words. But he prays, um, he prays this. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. And then he goes on. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is work within us. 
To him be glory in the church and in Christ throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Can I hear an amen? Amen. What a prayer. He prays this prayer over the church. It is a prayer for us. Come, Holy Spirit. We come for prayer and we ask for prayer and we bring ourselves and we bring the things going on in our lives. And what a prayer. Whatever those things might be, they're all different. And actually, last night, I got a... um, I got a message in from a friend, an SOS message. And obviously this passage is running through my mind and I think all she needs to hear are these words of this prayer that Paul prays for his church. And so I sent her those those words from this passage. Come, Holy Spirit. It's a powerful prayer. Um, And I've got, where are the pens? Here we go. As I was as I was sort of contemplating this talk and thinking about it, I just had a picture in my mind. So as I'm going through, I'm just going to draw. It's very simple. It's not complicated. Um, But I just wanted to put it on a piece of paper. So we pray. This is us. This is me or you. And we come to God with our world and our whatever's going on. And we pray the prayer. Come, Holy Spirit. We come and we bring everything to God and we pray, come Holy Spirit. And then Paul prays that in his prayer. And then he goes on to sort of it's, he does it in one sentence. This is all one sentence in, in the original language that he writes it in. He ra- it's, almost, it's almost a ramble, but he goes on and on. What happens when we pray that prayer? Paul is asking that Jesus takes the place of anything that is going on that is not of God's kingdom that Jesus might live in us and that we might live in him, that we might become more like him, that we lose more of ourselves and gain more of Christ, that we lose death and we come back to life in Christ. Our inner selves, our very hearts, who we are, our souls, Our deep inner selves are conversing with the cosmic God of the universe, the riches of whom we only have access to because of God. And we're only able to grasp just slightly what those riches are of his love because of his Holy Spirit. That we are completely filled and abundantly provided for. We become fully aware of just how cherished and loved and precious we are in the eyes of God, our Father, as his child. Come, Holy Spirit. That's what happens. That's what Paul is saying that happens. And it's so we bring our circumstances and our lives, but what God is working on is our inner lives and our relationship with him. It reminds me of Paul's prayer in another one of his books. He says, we are hard pressed on every side, 
but not crushed. We are perplexed, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not abandoned. We're struck down, but we're not destroyed. Why? Because God is working inside of us. It's a transformational prayer for the inside. God cares about the state of our hearts and our relationships with him. It reminds me, it reminded me of a time, I shared this story with the 9.30 congregation but it reminded me of a time the last few years my dad has been quite poorly he's had three different tumors um, and has been in and out of hospital um, with all the all the stuff that comes with that Um, and he's still with us today but um, but barely made it through and there was one time where we got a call and he was in hospital um, and we said we were told we need to come now it's an emergency we need to come now And so me and my sister jumped in the car and we went straight to the hospital um, and we got there and we'd basically been been told, look, um, your dad needs an operation and we need to remove the tumor now. If we don't remove it, it's going to get so big and it's going to um, erupt his bowels and then he he will die, basically. So if if we don't operate urgently, he's probably going to die. Um... But the thing is, he's really weak. So the chances of him surviving an operation are also really low. So it's very unlikely that he would, he would survive. So we're trying to time it right um, when we do this operation. And so we're, we're in the room with my dad, and he's, he's awake, and he's talking. And then I go down with him to go. He's got to go and get a scan to see what's going on inside um, in case he has an operation that day. Um, and my dad's a vicar. Um, he's retired. He's, um, he's known God all his life. And we're in the waiting room as he's lying in his bed and I'm holding his hand. We don't know what's going to happen. It looks like the end is upon us for him. But dad, dad just said to me, he said, Nicola, our whole lives have been preparing for moments like this. So let's do this well. We know that things are going to come up against us. We know that we're going to face the end at some point. But we know God. And at that moment, the prayers that we prayed weren't about the circumstances. We knew God knew all that. Our prayers were for our hearts and our inner selves and how our relationship with God was in that moment, that we would know him whatever was about to happen. That was our prayer in that moment. Dad knew that God cared about him. But what he knew about was, what really God cared about was the state of his heart. That's what we had control over. That's where our prayer was focused Come, Holy Spirit. Jesus says to his disciples, remain in me. Abide in me. And then he goes on to say, this is to my Father's glory, that you will bear much fruit. What we have control over is 
to abide in him and to pray that simple prayer, come Holy Spirit. But Jesus says, you will bear much fruit. So here I come. Out here is the church. What our passage says today is that as we abide in God, as we remain in him, we become more like him. We imitate him. We channel his love. We channel his peace. We channel his Holy Spirit in all we do. In the previous chapter, Paul says that his church is filled with his Holy Spirit. And so as we come as individuals filled with the Holy Spirit. His church is filled with the Holy Spirit because we are his vessels. And we had an amazing picture of this last week. We meet every Sunday, whoever's on welcome team, whoever's on prayer ministry, whoever's part of the service, we meet in the prayer room at 10 o'clock and we pray. We pray, come Holy Spirit, surprise, surprise. And we listen to what God has to say. And last week, um, we, had, we had loads of kids in the room as well um, who, who were kids of people on team. And there was one, um, well, Eleanor, who's on our Rising Gen team, um, she, was, she was there and she was, doing, she was sort of doing her hair as we were, as we were praying. And then there was one of our little, little girls who's four was looking at her and started doing her hair in the same way. And she was asking her mum, mum, can I have my hair in the same way? Um, and, and another one of the prayer team was watching this go on. And she said, she felt like God was speaking through that. Because this little girl was looking at this Eleanor, who's our rising gen team, and she was wanting to imitate her that there's something about the younger ones wanting to imitate the older ones. As, as older members of this church, which is most of us in this room, as we seek Jesus and imitate him by being filled with the Holy Spirit, at the same time we're raising up younger people around us who are watching us. And then we came into the 11 o'clock service and we had all the kids in in worship. And at the end, after the talk, I saw another little girl who's part of our church with her arms raised and her eyes closed, looking up at the ceiling. She was stood just there and I turned around and I saw her mum who was doing exactly the same thing. They were on opposite sides of the room, but, she, but she'd obviously learnt from her mum how to worship and how to know Jesus. I just thought, what a wonderful image of the church. We're all called as individuals. This is what we learned last week, that God has called us and chosen each one of us. God's church is diverse. We've come from all areas here on a Sunday, but God has called each of us to build his church. And Paul prays this prayer. The rest of the book of Ephesians is a lot about ethics and, and how to behave, what to do, how to live your lives fruitfully. The Spirit is the power of God at work in people. Paul prays for his readers of the letter that the Spirit will be such a strong influence at the controlling center of their 
being that their lives will then show it. When Christ permeates people, they know they are rooted in his love. From the experience of love, they know they are loved and transformed. So just think as individuals, if we keep being filled with his Holy Spirit, knowing Jesus, knowing and grasping some of the love that he has for us, because we can only do that through his Spirit, what our church might continue to grow to look like. And then my last picture, we've got another circle. You may have noticed that on our billboards and on our posters, what is written about our church. Can anyone, can anyone know what I'm going to write? What's that? Oh, no, good one, but no. <laughs> you do belong here. Well done. That has, that's, that's sunk in. But this is what people are seeing who are coming out of the Basingstoke Shopping Centre. They're seeing for the people of Basingstoke. As we are centered in and asking God to transform us from the inside with that simple prayer, come Holy Spirit, it's a powerful prayer. God is powerful, his spirit is powerful, his love is powerful. From this prayer comes arrows. It affects the church around us. It affects the world around us. You'll notice in Paul's prayer, at the end, he says, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations. To him be the glory. Jesus said, and then you will bear much fruit. This is our vision for the world around us to be transformed, but because we are being filled by his Holy Spirit. And that is where God does his transformational work. And so I just want to encourage you today as God's church, God has called us, God is using us, God loves us. And there's just, there's two ways. This, um, this passage is a prayer and it's also uh, words of worship to God. And so what we just lean into as a church, we lean into pray and we lean into worship. So we've talked about prayer, we've talked about Lent Plus. And honestly, we spent an hour in there on Wednesday. I'm a mum, I've got a two and a three-year-old. It's very rare for me to get a whole hour of prayer. But we had an hour on Wednesday and it was transformational for me personally. God showed me areas where I needed his light. He showed me what he can do with me giving him an hour of my time. And actually, if you think about it, it's not that much to give him. But what God can do when we give an hour of saying, come Holy Spirit. I just recommend as we, as we look at the weeks ahead and we look at the season of Lent up to Easter, just to encourage us as a church to, if you, if you don't already, to get into that pattern being rooted in him.
And then the other one is worship. We love to worship. And I'd like the band to come up because that's how we're going to respond. We're going to respond in worship. As we worship, we say, come Holy Spirit. As we say, come Holy Spirit, we realize God shows us how amazing and wonderful he is. And it leads us into more worship. And it goes round and round and round. We worship. Thursday nights, this week, we've got Kingdom Come, where that's all we do for an hour is we worship. And there's a reason that we've chosen just to worship. Because that's what God is calling us to do, so that his kingdom might come in the world around us. So I just want to encourage us as a church to lean into prayer, to lean into worship. And when we do both... On a Sunday, we pray and we worship, and throughout the week as we pray and we worship, as we do that, we are praying, come Holy Spirit, and we're watching and looking and seeing what God does with our prayers.